Welcome to Think Like a Podcast, sponsored by Alabama Association for Gifted Children. The purpose of the podcast is to explore different professions and to find out what it really takes to be successful. I am your host, Dr. Shirley Farrell, and we hope you will join us each month to listen to a conversation between myself and a professional in a career. Now on to the episode. Welcome to our new episode for Think Like A. We are so excited today. We have Mr. Darius Davis, who is a business development manager with the Meridian Clinical Research. And although he started in Alabama, he's not living in Alabama anymore. He's down in Texas. And we're so excited that he was able to join us to share what a business development manager does. Welcome, Darius. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Farrell. Uh, we are just so excited and I'm so glad that one of our own is out there, not just in Alabama, but in the world and doing great things. Um, would you tell me, what do you do as a business development manager at the Meridian Clinical Research? Sure thing. Um, so as a business development manager at Meridian Clinical Research, so first I'll tell you that um, we are a multi-specialty site network, uh, originally founded in 1999 by Nicole Osborne. Um, and we have 32 clinical research sites currently across the U.S. Um, and about 85 different positions. And that's, ever, that's constantly changing uh, as we continue to expand our capabilities um, and sites, but um, we conduct clinical research trials. So um, anytime you think of COVID, most people now um, think of clinical research. It's funny because um, before COVID, not many people knew what a clinical trial was or clinical research was. Um, so the, our sites specialize, um, our bread and butter is gonna be the vaccine space, but we specialize really in um, many of the therapeutic areas. Uh, we don't do too much in oncology, but um, kind of all over the place with our therapeutic areas, and I really enjoy it. So um, my job as a business development manager is to partner with different um, sponsors, for, for instance, like Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson Johnson to um, bring those clinical trials to Meridian. So we collaborate um, to put those patients in those trials, see if those drugs are effective. Uh, and that brings me to saying we, want, we run, typically at Meridian, we want run phase one through four uh, clinical trials. So um, phase one's really gonna be just making sure that that drug is safe, not the safety and efficacy really, um, but it's going to be, you know, you're putting that first inhuman patient into um, that drug and we're gonna, it's gotta be a super healthy group of pe people, highly monitor monitored and seeing if it's um, gonna be good. And then after that, you go to the phase two, once you get all that information for the efficacy and safety. Uh, and those people are still, pretty monitored uh, highly as you are through all of your clinical trials, um, but it's a much bigger population and um, they're typically moderately healthy groups. Uh, and then after that, um, if things go well with that, you go to your phase three, where it's typically huge groups, uh, sometimes placebo controlled, um, if they're testing something in specific. Um, and that's where you get all the information, such as the side effects. Um, and it has to be um, a population for all. So whether they're healthy or not, we have to make sure that this is good for everyone. 
Uh, and then those phase four, those after that FDA approval, um, they're typically open label studies where um, they've been approved. Um, and they're most likely sometimes they're compared to trials and compared it with another drug. So um, all in all to say, um, I do the outreach and I can continue those relationships with um, the different uh, sponsors and CROs, clinical uh, organizations to um, see if Meridian can, can conduct those trials. Uh, another thing that I do in my job is I go to conferences. So I'm actually going to a conference soon. It's a neurology conference and there I'll be able to network and talk about our neurology sites um, and really sell that to the others and see how we can collaborate because just like they need us, we need them. Uh, and then also one thing that I did get to do in my job that's really cool is um, I'm on the DEI committee. So I'm able to use my public health background, which I'll talk about a little later, um, to see how we can advance clinical trials for all um, throughout the racial diversity uh, and other diversity aspects. So, Wow. So just hearing that, you know, especially with COVID and helping with those clinical trials, you played an important role in helping to get um, the vaccinations approved, making sure they were safe. And I mean, that, that is incredible. What an important role you had in this time of history too. So, wow. So, well, it sounds like, you know, you know business and that you, um, th that medical background really helped you with this. So in this case, you had a merger of um, two different backgrounds. Do you have degrees in both those backgrounds? Yes. So what kind of happened for me was um, I went to uh, the University of Alabama for undergrad, roll tide, um, <laughs> and I decided um, that I was going to get a public health pre-med degree, um, which I did. Um, and after, you know, coming up on that senior year, I decided that I knew after doing a good bit of shadowing, I wanted to be a nurse. So um, I applied for uh, Vanderbilt's direct injury nurse practitioner program. And after I graduated from Alabama, I took off. I was like, grad school, here we go, on to my dream. Uh, so I went through their RN portion of the program. You get your RN and your NP together. Um, and then COVID started um, happening and whatnot. So um, I stepped away from the NP portion of the program. And I knew I always, whatever I did, I wanted to have some form of educational, I love teach of the teaching aspect of just anything. I wanted to have some type of educational business leadership um, degree. So uh, LSU awards a degree, it's a master of arts. And so I skipped over to their um, school and did that online. And it kind of led me into this. So uh, I thought that I would be a nurse. Uh, and I found clinical research um, was inspired by a few people, um, two people, um, that really are still inspiring me to, to this day, Laura Falcone um, and Nicole Osborne, who uh, started Meridian Clinical Research, which I mentioned back in 1999. That is fabulous. So you had two individuals who inspired you. Um, so in order to do well in your job, we know that you've got the business major, you've got that medical background, so you can really know what you're talking about. But what about those soft skills or characteristics of an individual? What do you find you need and rely on to help you do well with uh, forming those partnerships? Um, well, you definitely need to have uh, interpersonal skills 
and able to be able to work with different people because you have to understand you have to meet people really where they're at you know you're going to talk to people from all over I may talk to someone from New York and we have different terms of speaking and how we understand each other um, we do go to conferences in um, Germany so I got to go to Germany in this past November uh, and that conference was really cool but you had to be under, able to understand people that weren't from the U.S. or because people come from all over China, different places of that nature. Um, you also have to have a be able to have a different sales tone. You have to know when to back off, when to talk to people, um, and you know really, um, really be able to sell the company and you know what we do and kind of how we uh, impact those human lives and bring those optimal health to all um, patients. Um, you have to be able to communicate. I think that's something with every job, but especially in this role, um, you can't be afraid to talk. Um, and especially when it comes to clinical trials, you know, anything and everything, let's document it, let's talk about it, let's figure out what the problem is, X, Y, Z. Um, and then you have to be able to work on a team. Uh, I work on an amazing team here. Uh, I think Meridian has a stellar business development group. Um, and uh, I work, I'm on the outreach side with a colleague of mine uh, his name is Ted, but we have a feasibility side, um, and they do a phenomenal job as well as they, they really hone in on working with the sites as far as getting different questionnaires and uh, information back to the sponsor for when can we start this trial? How many can we, patients can we put into the trial? Are we capable of doing this? Do we have this many labs? Do we have these many staff members on site? So, the, I, I am just getting excited about what you do, that this is, this, this is incredible. And, you know, I knew of clinical trials, but never really thought much about them. But there's a lot of work, a lot of data analysis, and definitely having to be able to work with the partners and with the patients to help them. Mm -hmm. um, when did you know you wanted to actually be a business manager or work with clinical research? I, so it's funny, I didn't. So as I mentioned, I, I thought I was going to be a nurse and that was going to be a life. And one day I'd be, you know, chief operating officer or something of a hospital or CEO. Um, and I was introduced to this um, by Nicole Osborne and Laura Falcone. And I really started doing my research as to what clinical research um, really was and kind of how it played into everyday life. And typically any... Um, drug that you have or medical device, um, has, it, it's, it, that's on the market, it's been through a clinical trial. So uh, I think I like to say we're the, the first part of medicine because without clinical research and those clinical trials, we're not able to give um, that high blood pressure medicine or that diabetes medicine to, or the insulin, for instance, um, to the people out there that need it if it hasn't been through those clinical trials. You're helping to keep us safe and to make us healthy at the yes. same time. So that that is excellent. When um, you've been through your journey to where you are today and even in your position, were there any barriers you had to overcome? Hmm. Uh, yes. So starting back with um, going to undergrad, just going to undergrad. Um, if you know Alabama, you know um, or you just know college in general, you know that college is expensive uh, and tuition wise. So um, there were definitely financial barriers because I knew that I, I could not pay out of pocket X amount of money for the first year of college. And so um, 
that was a barrier within itself because I'm a first generation college student. So um, I applied for scholarships and thankfully I was awarded various scholarships. One that I'm very proud of is uh, I'm a Coca-Cola first gen scholar. Um, so I always tell people that and I will always tell them no matter how old I get, I'm very proud of that. Congratulations. Um, then, thank you so much. And then many times um, I found myself being the only uh, person of color, African-American in uh, most of the rooms that I were that I was in as I continued to elevate myself and really seek out what I wanted to do. Um, I was very involved in college and uh, had a lot of supportive peers from all backgrounds and races. But at the same time, um, there were some places where it was just like, it's only me. So for instance, um, when I went to uh, one of my graduate programs, I was the only African-American male in that cohort, um, which could be challenging um, and it was, you know, with different issues, not only within the school, um, not that there were any issues within the school, but outside of school when it came to, you know, just everyday world life things. Some people wouldn't understand where you were coming from because you come from a, you, you, they can't understand your background as well as someone who um, is an African-American male as you as well. So um, those were two big barriers. But other than that, um, I think one barrier, which most people wouldn't say is a barrier, is that... Um, coming from Andalusia, Alabama, small town Andalusia, and then going out, branching out into the world. Um, I love it. I love, you know, communicating and being able to network and talk with people. But for some, a barrier could be that, uh, you know, making that transition from, you know, small town to big college life, from there to Dallas, Texas, for instance, for me. Um, I don't feel that this is a barrier, but sometimes I can't believe that I'm living here in the life that I I live now compared to Andalusia when I could drive across town in three minutes. So it, it is kind of scary when you move from a small town to the big city and you it's it's a different culture for how the community operates as well. So you definitely need to be an extrovert to be able to um, comfortably figure this out. So yes. Yes. Um, what do you enjoy the most? about your job? Uh, I think that goes back to kind of the extrovert. Um, I enjoy chatting with people. So I love when I'm able to make those connections with um, various people or outside sources that we do uh, work with and attend those conferences. Those are one of my favorite things to do because not only am I getting to talk about the, um, the company and our uh, amazing uh, principal investigators, which are um, the lead positions on the trial, um, but I also just get to network, just get to talk to people. I think it's so great to be able to connect and really understand people, not only talk about the company, but um, kind of their background and what led them into clinical research. Um, recently, you know, going to conferences, that's one question I've asked people, and it's so funny because everyone has a unique story of how they got into clinical research, so. I think it's exciting also, it's not just meeting people, but you're meeting people internationally all over yes. the world and experiencing different cultures. And as you mentioned, the different ways to communicate. And, and I think that's exciting and mm -hmm. takes you having to research to know, you know, what is acceptable and not acceptable within those cultures too. Mm -hmm. So lifelong learner. Yes, I love it. So, you know, there, you know, we, most of us love our jobs, but there's always those days where you go, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. 
what do you dislike about your job? Um, I don't think there's anything too hard of disliking, but I will say that one of my least favorite things is I enjoy the outreach because I use different forms of outreach. One is sending those emails, but the emails don't always go answered. Um, a lot of times it could be cold outreach. Uh, and then some weeks it's like, oh my gosh, so much, you know, so many responses. So um, I've had my fair share, but definitely when I don't get that response from that cold out outreach, um, I'm like, what did I do wrong? And I know I didn't do anything wrong, but um, please respond. So, uh, but I love what I do. And I, I, I love that each day brings its own challenges and um, just different avenues of things I get to do. So with your job up, up to this point, what are you the most proud of that you've done in this position? I think what, I, what I'm most proud of um, that I've done in this position would definitely be um, working on various clinical trials and bringing them into, knowing that I made a connection and bringing, making that connection talking about our company and how we can collaborate with that sponsor for the trial and then being awarded our company being awarded that trial and knowing that it was awarded based off of the connection I made and that I'm and then you're able to now impact human lives hopefully if that drug is approved after it goes through those clinical trials so um, yeah you are truly making a difference in the world thank you that is exciting so Anyone listening who might be thinking, you know, I think this might be what I want to do. What would you recommend to those aspiring business development managers in clinical research to read or to do to learn more about this career? Uh, I think you definitely should uh, first do what I did when I was introduced to clinical research and just kind of watched a few videos on YouTube just about clinical research. There's some for all ages, and it really it's able to break down for different age groups what clinical research is um, in different terms. Um, and then if you have the opportunity, depending on where you live and your age, um, see if you can shadow uh, or go to a clinical research site. Um, just go on Google and type in clinical research sites near me, and if you're close enough to one, you can uh, see if you can go in and shadow and kind of see what they do. Um, I'm remote uh, in my role, but there are, I know there are several business development managers that are on site for different clinical research companies. Um, so shadowing uh, and just doing your own little research and watching those videos or reading up on it within yourself. So that is great advice. I love the shadowing part that yes. that will truly let them know, is this really what I want to do? Mm -hmm. And they can see the skills that are needed in order to do that job as well. Yes. Do you have any um, other advice or words of wisdom for aspiring uh, business managers with clinical research? Uh, no, uh, just, you know, definitely keep doing what you're doing. If it's ever, if ever anyone ever feels like they um, want to go in the profession, Dr. Farrell has uh, my contact information, um, as I'm sure they'll be able to contact you some way through this um, podcast. But uh, feel free to reach out with any questions um, and just keep pushing. Um, like I said, I didn't know that I was going to be in clinical research and here I am now. And it's like, will I ever leave clinical research? I feel like I'm stuck in it now. Um, so 
you don't have to have it all together uh, because I was in college and I thought I was still going to be a nurse for the rest of my life. And here we are now. So we just never know where our life's path and, and uh, our, if you want to call destiny, our future ends up leading us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we end up finding it. We're just trying to help individuals not major in the wrong degrees and then have to start over again where you have been able to take everything you've done and put it together in this new career. So that was a great fit for you. Yes, yes. And and Darius, thank you so much. I am honored that you've taken time to be able to share what you do in your journey to get where you are with students. And it's not just in Alabama, but whomever's listening to the podcast. So this could be worldwide. I love it. Thank you for having me today. I think it's so awesome to be able to share um, what I do and the impact that it has here in the United States and uh, the differences in the lives that are changed by this clinical research. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Think Like A. Please email us any suggestions for a career that should be featured on the podcast at alabamagifted at gmail.com. See you next month.